This is Grandma's Wisdom, and I'm your girl, your host, Donnie. Look, this is the realest podcast you're going to listen to because there's people from all walks of life that I will be interviewing, giving you different perspectives on self-development, self-care, self-love, and just getting through the struggle of life to where there's a point where you don't feel like you have to struggle in life, but you can live your life. So sit back, relax, and listen. All right, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is your girl, Donnie, Donnie, baby, in the building. Hey, we got a, we got a episode 13. Wow. 13. That's cool. I'm so, so happy about it. Um, so this next uh, interview, um, I interviewed Chris. Um, and my interview with him was very straightforward. <laughs> he didn't really elaborate on too much. Once again, like I told you guys with Prince... Prince Sandro from episode um, 12 that um, not everybody is going to elaborate, but I do appreciate the ones who do, who did actually elaborate on their situations. Um, But of course, it's understood when a person does not elaborate on too much um but yeah he was very straightforward chris was very straightforward um very calm um very calm very uh very smooth and he 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 basically he spoke well as uh, also so um it seemed like in the interview that he just hit hard times financially and then on top of having disabilities um he wasn't really clear on whether he was dealing with mental illness um <clears throat> but I'm thinking that he was um dealing with it but more so disability because he uh explained that not too long ago, um, he was in a accident. So you guys will, I don't want to give away the whole damn interview. And then you'd be like, oh, I don't need to listen to the rest of it. <laughs> so I'm not giving it all. I'm not giving y'all all of the tea, honey, not all of the tea. So anyway, um, he was definitely calm. He was definitely smooth sailing. Um, he seemed like one of those people that don't really get angered quickly. And I'm just going off of energy vibe. Um, so this is just an opinion. Um, so uh, it seemed like you have to do a lot to piss him off. But um, but I liked his energy. He, he was also sweet as well. He had a um, very humble you know, 
very humble representation of himself. And what I mean, because you, you never really know if a person is genuinely humble, humble, based on, uh, like, personally. But from me talking to him and um, just, you know, how he acts when I gave him a few things. Cause, so I do, I do want to say this. When I do interview um, these individuals who lives in tents, um, I do give them, like, packages, uh, food, or, you know, uh, whatever my heart I feel I should give them like it was a theme every week that I went out and interviewed them so I'll have something different to give them um uh, I will say this what I did do um towards like the third interview and I think my third in no actually was it my first interview or my second interview Actually, it was my first interview that I gave a care package, and uh, that was Michelle. Michelle was my first interview. Now, she wasn't my first interview on my podcast, but she was my first initial interview when I went out there to start interviewing um, people. Uh, And then um, she was definitely grateful for the package. Uh, so it was just like a care package with like all these goodies and supplies and things of that nature. But as I walked around some more to try to get some interviews, you know, they kept telling me no. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, how in the hell I'm going to get these interviews? Don't nobody want none of the shit that I have brought them. Like, uh, we don't want that. We don't want that, right? Uh, we don't need that or that have Because most of them were like fully stocked from... People bringing them things as well, so I'm like, what is what is a bit what's different that I can do that will kind of lock their eyes? Like, okay, I'll do an interview, and the first thing I thought was that green stuff, and I was very reluctant on giving money because I didn't know their situation, and because I knew that there there was a a stigma or stereotype, which is not a stigma or stereotype because most of the people that I interviewed had abused drugs. Each and every person that I interviewed abused drugs at some point in their life. Now, with Chris, he did not specify. But... um, That doesn't mean that, you know, I don't know what... You know, if he ever did drugs or, you know, um, he just didn't, he didn't touch base on that. Just like he didn't touch base on, you know, like a lot of his, uh, family problems or whatnot. And, um, I didn't, I didn't want to ask him, did he have history with, um, you know, abusing drugs because, Normally, that comes out willingly, and um, I'd rather it come out willingly than to offend someone or make someone feel some type of way. So, um, I'm not sure if he had any issue uh, with drug abuse at all, but, you know, 
um, there could be a possibility with him. He just didn't state it and he just didn't elaborate on it. So, um, yeah. Chris had a, he has a, a good head on his shoulders and most definitely he has a plan. And which most of them have a plan. You understand what I'm saying? Um, he was very educated. Um, he, he seemed like he knew the steps in terms of, um, his career and getting it off the ground. Um, and he was in the process of doing so. And the thing with this, you know, with these interviews, I have to take things at face value because I don't know them to, to, uh, based, um, just to make assumptions, period. But the drug abuse situation, I'm saying that from personal experience, is the reason why I think maybe in the past that could have been the situation with him as well. But um, the next thing that I do want to talk about with Chris um, in his interview he seemed to uh, clearly talk about his his upbringing, but he was not elaborate on it at all, um, which is understood once again. It's understandable. Um, but there were there was one piece that linked me back to the fact that most of these individuals that I have interviewed have had or whom had some type of traumatic situation happen to them and in their in their childhood whether it be and when I say traumatic it does not always mean that it has to be uh being molested or you know being raped or being abused I mean there are situations that you witness between your mother and father in a household that have maybe abused each other or abuse has been involved but hasn't been taken out on you. That's still traumatic. Just being in a situation or having a parent that is um abusing drugs or you know you know how it goes. So basically um what I picked up on is that a lot of these individuals have dealt with traumatic situations and, um, and one thing about trauma is not, not everybody deals with trauma the same, you know, I have experienced trauma and I know some of you guys have experienced trauma. So, Everybody reacts to it differently. So, yeah, you know, with trauma, you develop, you know, certain characteristics and behavioral problems due to experiencing that trauma. So, not everybody is equal when it comes to trauma. And I mean that, like, everybody has different set of issues based on whatever traumatic 
situation they have been in or several traumatic, you know, situations they have been in, you know. So, you know, and also mental illness comes into play too when it comes from dealing with traumatic, you know, situations, you know. So, you know, I've come to realize that, you know, that may be the case with a lot of us and, and a lot of our issues and where it stems from. That I'm observant and aware because I'm aware of myself. Um, I'm aware of my behaviors, um, dealing with things growing up and trauma and, you know, that whole spell. So, um, he doesn't have, um, the most, you know, it don't seem like he has the best relationships with his parents right now. And I think that the way he was making it sound that, you know, he purposely, does not let them in on his situation um, due to whatever reason that is. But at some point, I could tell in the interview that there is some type of strain. You know, um, I don't think it's just a pride thing with him. I uh, And these are, these are definitely my assumptions through me digging deeper than the surface from things that he mentioned. Um, so, um, I asked him if he had the opportunity to tell his parents about where he's dealing with at this moment, does he think they would be supportive? And he said, no. So do you, I hope y'all understand where I'm coming from with this. So I'm reading in between the lines. So I'm not just making assumptions, but I'm going based on what he is saying. I'm reading into it um, and going beyond the surface. So I want you guys to go ahead and listen to Chris' interview. Um, it's very it's short. It's, it's 13 minutes and 12 seconds. <laughs> and I was pissed about it. But I appreciate Chris for doing the interview anyway. So, um, thank you so much. Go ahead and uh, listen to the interview, y'all. Okay. So, um, can you state your name for me? You don't have to give me your real name. You give me an AKA name. Like a, you know. I'll say Chris H. Chris, uh, Chris H. Oh, okay. Nice to meet you, Chris. And I appreciate you for doing this interview. Um, I do want to ask, how long have you been out here? In this particular area, like maybe three months, two, three months. Two, three months? Okay, so you said that, we, we talked pri prior to this, so you said the third tunnel is where you were before? Yeah, I mean, I've been in this area for the like... The whole, for how long? About three months. Three months. So where were you before? Did you just come Shelters. out here? Shelters. Shelters. Oh, okay. I mean, I was in an apartment like in December and everything. Oh, so. you was? Yeah. What happened? Uh, I lost my job. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was living paycheck to paycheck. Uh-huh. So, it's difficult to save money and everything, too. Right. So, lost my job and then basically just went through the savings and stuff like that. Uh-huh. You know, shelter just seemed like the way to, to go until I could find, get myself back on my feet. And I was supposed to go to the 
Nebraska, and that just fell through, and that was just depressing. So. Okay, are you from Nebraska? No, I have a friend that lives there. That lives there. Okay, where yeah. are you from? I was born here in D.C. and oh, okay. like raised in Virginia. Oh, okay. Um, did the Nebraska situation fall through because of them being able to get out there? Uh, no, it's just my friend just went MIA. M- oh, wow. Okay. He wanted me to come out there. It seemed like it seemed like the right thing to do, and he really wanted me to go out there. But uh-huh. then he just went MIA. And oh, wow. That just you know. I'm sucked. sorry. It's okay. So you haven't been in touch with him since then. He texted me one time, but I mean, I figured he was just texting, and then he's gonna go on my again. So oh yeah. I called him out on being in touch. Oh okay. That. So you got it off your chest. Well, I'm yeah. glad to know. <laughs> I'm glad to know that. Um, the next question I wanted to ask: um, Did you get an opportunity to? Um, well, first of all, before I ask that question, what kind of work were you doing at first? Um, so I'm like a, like a civil engineer. So oh, I was okay. doing construction, uh-huh. inspections, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So that's the kind of work that I do. Oh, okay, okay. Are you thinking about getting back into it or, you know what I mean, trying to get yeah. back, not thinking, but trying yeah, to Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to get back into it, but at the same time, it's like, I also want to explore other options, like possibly like gardening and landscaping trying to maybe get my own company started doing that okay so possibly getting like loans or uh you know federal aid and stuff like that Mm -hmm. just do a startup company oh okay but that's kind of like you have to fill out a lot of paperwork and Uh uh, you have to have a certain number of like years established Mm -hmm. It's, it's a lot of paperwork so right i'll probably end up having to do some part-time work right 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 oh okay you can easily start out with that just going past people's houses and ask them do they need any yeah, work that's, for you that's they got what i've done this summer yeah you have okay you've done it already mm-hmm. oh that's cool yeah that's cool that's good to know um so that's how you're getting your extra money mm-hmm. out here okay yeah that's what's up um so can you tell me a little bit about your childhood like I was basically a normal childhood. I have two sisters. Uh-huh. Parents are still together. My dad's an alcoholic, but he's yeah. pretty well-established business-wise. Oh, okay. And my mom's just like a work, uh, at-home mother type thing. Yeah, okay. Plays tennis. Oh, okay. Soccer. Okay. I was into sports. School, I did okay in school, you know? Right. So. Okay. Okay. Um, do they help you many time, like, any time out here? Like, do they Not really. Not really? Um, talk to them here and there oh, okay. I mean, they don't really know too much about my situation okay and i kind of keep it that way um, you know right okay um are you thinking about talking to them about it at all i mean what are you waiting for i don't think they would really do anything so really yeah you don't would. think you would have support from them not really no. yeah no i'm sorry they hit it it's okay it's um, the way it is. yeah um also um I wanted to uh ask you um what is it I mean this summer has been extremely like hot. Yeah. So what are you doing? Are do you in that area where you your tent is? Um because you're under this pathway it's a little better. But I know, like, what are some of the things that you do? Do you go to shelters to take showers? Do you uh, yeah, I do day centers. 
uh, to do laundry and showers and stuff like laundry that. Laundry Some okay. food. Uh, but I, I just tough it out, really. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, I've worked in the heat before, so uh-huh. it's not yeah. that... It could be worse. I just look at it that way. Just try to be grateful for what I have. Right. That's true. Um, You said you've been out out here for like, what, three months? Yeah. Um, So that means you just literally got out here. So um, (coughs) is there anything else that you have experienced that's kind of made you like, oh, my God, I'm not about this life? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because I know it's been like. Probably drug, drug usage that I've seen and stuff like yeah. people overdosing and stuff really yeah, yeah especially after that uh, heroin or yes. like opiates yes you, you see a lot of that oh, okay I think last night there was three overdoses really no wow. one died but still you know yeah oh yeah that's sad like I keep Narcan just in case cause it's like it's not for my use, but for other people, you know? Yeah. It's, I go through it. I go through it, like, I go through some Narcan, like, I have to get new Narcan, like, once every couple, or once a month, you know? What's Narcan? couple of weeks. I'm sorry. Narcan is the stuff they give for, like, to reverse the effects of opiate withdrawal. Opiate withdrawal. Okay. So, so bring someone back from the bring. Oh, okay, died. okay. So you said you had to get that before? I've had to get it for other people yeah. for other people okay. i've never had to experience it. oh okay okay um yeah that's that sounds tough to be out here and experience people in your community that are actually passing away mm-hmm. on you and right in front of your face yeah um so clearly there's a lot of emotional distress of being out here not only um living on the street but actually seeing pass away um I think my next question would be in terms of how are you getting like food and things of that because I know people from what I understand I've been out here so people come and bring food yeah some people come but I normally go to like uh, the day centers or like the place like some of the shelters or they like where people where you can get food where you you can get food yeah okay um, are you getting any income in, in, income at all, like disability, SSI, no, anything no. like that? I should I should apply for it, but I don't like. Yeah. I feel like that's like someone else paying for it, and that would just justify being not working. You know. Right. Right. So I don't. I don't do that. Right. 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 Um, because what I realize is a lot of individuals who are living on the street are having like mental. Um, Ill- illnesses. I do. I see mental. I I am like diagnosed with a few things. Oh really? Which is probably why like um, wouldn't say it's been hard to keep a job or anything. Yeah. But uh, some things changed. Like my last job, I was involved in a hit and run accident. Okay. Where I was hit by a car. Uh huh. And I was a pedestrian. Oh so wow. So I lost my job because I could work in the field. Right. So. Like, and the company was kind of a dick, a dick company, so, like, they, they just let me go. Really? Yeah. Pretty much, like, with no notice, you know? Right. So, I got kind of screwed on that. Oh, I'm sorry. Did, um, insurance didn't give you anything from some, uh, oh, Workers boy, because you can't. It was a hit and run. They didn't know. You didn't know who hit yeah. you. Police, oh, that's I, a tough I, situation. I don't think the police can 
haven't even tried to solve it. So. Right. I heard from the detective once, and they said they'd get back to me, and they never did. They never did. It's DC police. I don't expect much yeah. from DC police. Never will. Yeah. That's kind of something that people are involved in a lot in other places, too, so... I'm sorry to hear that. Um, so, yeah, I think that, um, you know, that would probably help if you did do that. Get some type of funding yeah. for yourself. Uh, I probably, I mean, maybe next week, this week, I can look into it. But uh-huh. I'm also considering going into, like, treatment as a way to get into housing. Yes, know, yes. Uh-huh. I can't get into housing without going through some program basically right. and so there, there's always tricks and strings attached yep, exactly so I, mean, oh, I okay. guess going through a program would just be it would be a way to get off the streets right you, know? you sound like you got a plan I do yeah you do. that's good um just waiting for a bed to open yeah I know no, right yeah I understand um I guess my next question is going to be um, is there anything that has happened other than the fact that the uh, the overdose and things of that nature? How are you dealing with the um, your emotions out here? Like dealing with like I mean, the stress. I guess I bottle some of it up. I vent. I yeah. go to 35k and I have a psychiatrist. So. Okay. I talk about it that way too. Oh, good. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I'm serious. Like, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, is some of your peers doing that? Because I know. I think so. Oh, okay, that's good. That's kind of their business. Yeah, right. It is. <laughs> what you said. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. <laughs> like, mind your business. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. just joking. <laughs> um, uh, I guess. Um, Damn, you've been very straightforward and answered most of my questions that I definitely have. Um, is there any advice that you want to give, like, a a, uh, a young person, let's say, like, her age? or? Um, yeah. Don't do drugs, for sure, you know? Uh, definitely, like, ask questions and, like, get educated on what options you have. Education is the key, basically, you yeah. know? And willing to like explore those options, you know. Right. Really, the moon is the limit. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But uh, you have to be willing to take those steps for it. Right. Sometimes being taking those steps is difficult, especially yeah. if you don't know which direction you need to go. Right. So that's basically it. You know. Okay, that's good. Did you ever? Um, did you graduate from college at all, or did you? Go, what college did you go to? George Mason. George Mason? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope. That's cool. What year did you graduate? Um, 09. I 09? Was, yeah, I was there just after. Uh, I was there before, but then I stopped for a few years. Uh-huh. And then I started back up again. Uh-huh. I finished it. And I was there when they did the final four run and everything. Oh, uh, really? So. Did you play any sports at all? Not college. Not college? Okay. Other than rack sports. Rack sports. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So how old are you? Just the get an idea. How old do you think I am? Um, possibly my age. I am 29? 31. You, okay. You 29? No, I'm 35. You 35? Okay. Yeah. Alright, cool. 
Yeah. 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 It's close. 31. Okay. That's cool. That's good. Well, I appreciate you, Chris, for doing this interview. Uh Huh? Yes. Thank you. Stop recording. Make sure you check out my website, www.thisisgrandmaswisdom.com. All right, go follow me, go like me, go share, go share something, go share one of my teasers. <laughs> See y'all later.